good afternoon, everybody. Yes, I heard you. Don't put bananas in the refrigerator. How's that for an opening? Mm. Oh, you got to remember not to put the bananas in the refrigerator. So once we've remembered that, that must mean that this is gaming sessions. I am David, of course, uh, co-host Gerald, and a uh, an irritated, cursing wife, Christy, in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So go ahead and hit them with it. Uh, welcome everybody to uh, Gaming Sessions again. Hope you had a good day. Hope you're having a good week. Hope you're being safe out there and keeping warm. Though that doesn't seem to be, it seems to be a hard thing in Texas with the, you know, freak snowstorm there. But everywhere else where it's supposed to be cold, it's actually still fairly warm. Which probably means we're going to have to take that whole global warming thing and take another look at that. <laughs> Oh, there's a reason it's not called global warming anymore. It's called climate change. Well, yeah. Uh, so, um, speaking of weeks, uh, it was an interesting one, I guess. Uh, so, a uh, new job is still trying to, to kill me. Oh, Jesus. So, sorry. so she says. But yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, okay. Um, yeah, so like, like she'd said, I just started and it's, it's physical, like even more physical than, uh, than the meter changing job, but hopefully I'll, uh, you know, not walk around like an old man after, you know, another week or two, um, we got a new microwave, which means food is now warm when we cook it. So that's always good. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Xbox Live went down for over five hours. Uh, yes, two days ago. So that, that, that was an interesting thing that happened in the news for me. Um, Magic the Gathering is going to have uh, Warhammer 40K and Lord of the Rings decks. Or blocks or something. I, I know the Warhammer 40K is going to be a commander's deck. That's what I saw in the news. I might actually have to uh, throw a couple dollars at that and get some 40K cards. Uh, so bad news for PlayStation owners, if you like the Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty stuff, because Cold War, Warzone, and Modern Warfare are now too big for your PlayStation 4. Yeah. I was going to say something about the, uh, you said Warhammer 40K? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say something about that with MTG. Oh, uh, but on a note, it's not just Warhammer 40K. It's also J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth they're also bringing to it. Yeah, they partnered the with both of them. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that part, so sorry. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, go ahead and add what you want if you want to go ahead and add something. Uh, that's about it, other than that's going to be a fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous uh, block set. I uh, they're doing it. <laughs> did it say they were doing it specifically as a uh, as a commander deck? Because I didn't see that. All I saw is that they were partnering with them, and they weren't yet sure how they were going to do it. And they're doing it in the same way that they do uh, that they did the Godzilla series, where it's a block, and then they just have the cover art. 
I was hoping they were just going to make a Warhammer 40k series of cards. Because then, no, they're not. They're we'll doing it. it the same way they did the Godzilla uh, series oh. set, where it's going to be a creature that they make with a skill, and then the alternate art is going to be from the genre. Well, see, I well, saw that. I, I looked at a couple articles. One mm -hmm. was just like the announcement. Then another one I saw said that the 40K is going to be a commander deck. And they, they, the article did mention the Godzilla thing, but the article I, that I read said it's, it's similar, but it's actually going to be like, like the, the whole idea is they're, 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 what is it? Like, uh, oh, open universe. It was something, something open universe. So it's going to be 40K and Lord of the Rings in magic. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I, the article I read said it's not it's similar to the Godzilla thing, but not like it's actually going to be new mechanics and, and all kinds of fun stuff that they'll probably ban for, you know, tournament play. Right. Well, honestly, I, I hope that that's the case. I really want them to just make a card set. That's just Warhammer 40 K because that's going to be fucking ridiculous because you get the emperor on the iron throne as an artifact or one of those uh, story cards where they have different um, there, there, there's a card that they, a new mechanic card they came out with in Warhammer 40 K where as turns go by, you get a new effect and I could see them oh. making him an artifact version of that. You get all of the primarchs as legendary creatures. You get all they have, Dude, they, it just needs to be its own block set because you have so much. And they get to introduce the Tyranids as a new form of slivers because that's basically what the slivers are. They, yeah, I, I, <laughs> and I, 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 can just, I can just picture you having a, having a dirty Tyranid sliver deck. Along with the Space Wolves one, too. Because I'm gonna do make a Space Wolves deck because they that's why I was like they get to have all the Primarchs as legendary heroes as legendary uh, as legendary creatures because then mm -hmm. they can set up all the chapters of the Space Marines they can do uh, they could do the Imperial Guard uh, we could we might might even get because in Magic the Gathering they already have God cards like they did it in. Mm. Um, they did it in this in this current block that just came out, Kaldheim. They have God cards. They have God cards from um, ooh, I'm trying to remember the block. It's the block with all the enchantment creatures. It was based on Greek mythology. It's where Elsbeth died and then was resurrect re resurrected. I can't remember the name of the plane. I'm trying to. Um, uh, crap, I can't remember. But they did. Uh, that block had several gods, and the gods were all indestructible, and they were enchantments unless you had this much devotion to their colors. But that one was that. So they already have gods, and they also have the Eldrazi, which you have the three big ones, uh, 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 Imrakul, um, uh, and I'm forgetting the other two. Too excited. Brain not working properly. Um <laughs> 
But you have the three big Eldrazi, right? Because all the Eldrazi are just extensions of those three big ones, and they're gods in their own right. So if they're willing to put gods in there already, it means we might get the four Chaos Gods as god cards. God card legendary creatures. And then we get all of the daemons. (laughs) Go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder how they'll draw Slanesh. (laughs) <laughs> they'll probably do him as the they'll probably do him as the half female half male version I'd like them to do it as that sort of alien Twi'lek purple looking girl that you always see as a representation of, of Slanesh have you ever seen that depiction mm-hmm. in, yeah. in various states of undress yes. right I want them to do Slanesh as that depiction because that's the one I like the most um, but you know we'll see um, so I'm definitely going to have to have a deck for each of the Chaos Gods. Um, Tyranids are going to be a problem because Tyranids will be, not just be the new Slivers. They'll also be a mix of Slivers and Eldrazi because that's actually what they are. They're a mix of those two. So they're going to be huh. redi- either. So uh, unfortunately, the Tyranids are either going to be absolutely garbage to keep them under control or they're going to be probably the best faction in that set because they're ridiculously good um uh you also have the necrons which are going to be ridiculous who will be ridiculously good we're going to get more elves because of the uh eldar the dark eldar so we're going to get more elves um the Empire of Man, we'll see how that goes. Orcs could be ridiculous because if you remember, the way orcs reproduce is when they're out on the battlefield, if they get exploded or killed, they burst in the spores and make more orcs. Let's see. Oh, oh that's going to be a great mechanic in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Killing an orc and it just if, makes five more? What? <laughs> if, if orc damage tap and put 15 1-1 orc cards on the table. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like it, it'd be like um, for every point of damage this orc takes uh, if this orc dies from damage for every point of damage that killed it create a 1-1 orc token and each token has um, if this card survives this many turns give it plus 1 plus 1 and you get to keep doing mm. that because that's how orcs get stronger is the more they fight, the bigger and greener they get. So the longer they survive, the stronger they become. So the tokens, if you allow them to stay, will just become the new orcs. And then they'll still have the ability that if this orc dies, make an orc token for every one point of damage that it took. So all the like trample and overrun creatures that you send at an orc will actually just make more orcs. <laughs> Of course you can't do that because that mechanic is absolutely broken. I mean, you can wrath the table um and if you only if you make it like uh kill cards don't proc it because no damage is done. So basically the orcs would only get it if they actually take damage from a creature or like a a fire spell from red where you zap it for 3 damage. That's the only way they get the effect. So then you could just like um uh, grasp of darkness it you could wrath the table there there are lots and lots of abilities that now where you can just like kill a creature without doing damage uh death touches um 
death touch would not work unless the creature did zero damage because you have to do damage with it. So death touch actually would not work. I was thinking death touch, but death touch wouldn't work. Um, mm. You could make them sacrifice it. Sacrificing would be so. There actually is a lot of counterplay for that mechanic. There's actually a lot of counterplay for that mechanic in every color too. So actually, no, you could literally do that for orcs. You could just let them do that, and there's plenty of counterplay to keep that under control. Hmm. So um, I will definitely want to uh, drop drop some dollars on a uh, Black Templar deck because that's my preferred chapter mm. of the Space Marines. Uh, so, so we had that. Um, Destiny-wise, um, a couple months ago, Bungie had announced that announced the mouth. If mouth could mouth, that would be great. Um, mm. Bungie announced they were going to sunset. Uh, certain weapons and essentially they were weapons that everybody fucking like uh, examples would be like um, now why why can't I brain now um, Luna's howl the uh, the hand cannon that was a pain in the ass to to grind and get um, mountaintop their grenade launcher that was a pain in the ass to grind and get so Bungie's like nope with the with this new with this new expansion those are capped at X amount of light and everybody was pissed off about it. Well, uh, they've now decided to, uh, go back on that. So no new weapons are going to be sunset. Doesn't mean that. How about this for an idea, Bungie, just (laughs) get rid of the sunset idea altogether and buff older weapons to be on the same playing field as new weapons. Stop. Oh no! See, so, so, so the way, so the way it worked. Well, okay. So there, there's a, a couple things that they addressed with this new update that have made some people happy. Um, so when I first heard this, I was like, "Fuck!" I deleted all those weapons that were sunset, like the perfect paradox, the. Duty bound, which was uh, an auto rifle you get from the uh, the one uh, strike that I hate the most, and uh, I was like, "Fuck!" I deleted them all. But then, no, come find out, it's any future weapons will not be sunset. So, so uh, to to explain, when I say sunset, they're not. You can still use them; they just have a cap on their power. So. And that doesn't that doesn't cover exotics. So, and, you know, if you have any favorite exotics, like I've got a couple, those won't be sunset. So, like uh, it's like that Luna's howl that I talked about. Mm-hmm. It they I think was it. It's a max cap of I want to say twelve thousand eighty, and the current uh, light cap is thirteen thousand ten. I think. So. Those particular weapons that everybody fucking used as a crutch for like crucible for uh, trials and all that good stuff. Unless you're really good with them, I wouldn't suggest using them. And I, I think the idea behind that was Destiny wants us to, you know, grind, 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 grind. You know, you, okay, yeah, you spent you spent two months trying to grind to get that Luna's Howl. Great, good job, sunset. Now you'll have to go grind for this one, and I'm and I'm I'm glad that they've uh, 
taken a step back from that idea. That and also they uh, they said they're going to eliminate power creep. I asked uh, I asked my destiny friends what the hell that meant. I still haven't gotten an answer. But uh, power I'm, creep. I'm, yeah. Uh, okay. So power creep is usually what. Uh, well, let's just start with what power creep is. What is power creep? Power creep is when a game system systematically consistently increases the power of its new items which uh retroactively just by proxy makes everything before that weapon came out obsolete there's just no reason to use it anymore because the new stuff is just better and instead of balancing that out they just keep coming out with more and more powerful stuff so power creep is the steadily growing strength of of all the tools that are given to the player meaning that uh all the pve all the content in the game pve or pvp has to also be increased in power to keep up with that meaning like Uh let's say five years into a game a weapon comes out that's the best weapon in the game and you still Uh find it hard to do a raid with that weapon like the, the raid is still difficult if you go back to a previous raid from let's say three years before that you can literally solo that raid with your current gear, your current gear and weapon, because all that stuff is for the new level of stuff. That's what power creep is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you and, see uh, it. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, you see it most often in card. You see it very heavily and most often in card games. So. Yeah. And on that note of of previous raids. Uh, Anything past, uh, when it comes to, to Destiny, anything past um, Crota's End, I've been having so much fucking problems with. Like, I've never never finished Kingfall, or Kingsfall, the, uh, the one for the Taken King uh, expansion. The Siva expansion one, um, what the fuck is it called? It's, I forget what it's called, but I, I've never finished that one either. And that, uh, those... Last Wish, haven't even tried. Uh, the new one, or Garden of Salvation, haven't even tried. <sighs> it's irritating. Like, there's, like, the, they, the, and they probably did it for the, for the sweaty people who do nothing but play the game. There, there's, there's so many, there's so many mechanics that make it difficult for someone, you know, like me who, who works a nine to five and then, you know, destiny or whatever is, is my unwind at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what the fuck was that goddamn raid called? Cause we spent like fucking five hours on it and we still couldn't get past like one certain area. God, I was, I, I was so mad. I yelled at the German, <laughs> but, uh, so, so they've done that. And I've, I figured that was a, a, a newsworthy addition to, to the week. Um, let's see what else we got. Ah, so um, you remember when we were talking about Clone Wars and uh, they had that episode with the, with the Bad Batch, the stormtroopers that weren't like 100% perfection? Mm-hmm. And, I was, and I was like, I want to see, a, I see the, them get their own series. Well, they do. They're getting their own series and I can't wait to watch it. Uh, and then the last thing I have is uh, a a band I was introduced to through uh, the Secret Suck, uh, the the uh, 
like the podcast for subscribers for Time Suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band, I'm pretty sure I told you about it. The band's called Sabaton. They released a new music video, and it looks like like it's set in like 1600s France or something. They're they're wearing tricorn hats. They've got blue coats, swords, and everything. Like like the whole band comes back in from fighting. Mm. They sit at a table, roll a map out, and it looks like they're playing what like people back then, like their version of Risk. Mm. Like they roll them out, and they've got like wooden blocks that represent like units, like lines of of infantry, and they're like moving them. They're screaming and yelling at each other. One dude spills a cup of wine on it, and then they uh, they roll it back up and eat, then leave. So yeah, so that was it. That was an interesting, it was nice to see them have a new music video. And that's all I have. So what do you got? Okay. Uh, ooh, let me pull these up and put that over there so I can see it properly. Okay, so actually a lot seems to have happened this week. Okay, so Uh-oh. just in news that caught my attention. Uh, Kim Kardashian has filed for divorce from Kanye West. <laughs> uh, so right quick, mm-hmm. I, I saw this on Facebook and there was a dude who wrote like a two paragraph response to this. It was like, you know, um, long, so long story short, it's like, you know, water has seeped down into, uh, you know, through limestone and the, in the grant and Carlsbad caverns and eventually, uh, it, you know, blind fish spawn in that underground lake. Those fish care more about Kim Kardashian than I do. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I only I only bring it up because I found it hilarious because she stated that the reason for the divorce is unreconcilable differences and there is an inter- mm. there is a uh not an interview but a a reporter had gotten a small like a little quick interview kind of thing like she was able to talk to her during like an event or something and she was able to pull mm-hmm. Kim off to the side and talk to her and because there was this big controversy with Kanye like a while ago, I forget exactly what it was about. I, I don't know if it was him running for president or if it was uh, he, he had a he had a boner for Trump. No, it wasn't that. It was something else. Um, mm. But uh, in any case, uh, I remember she was going through the interview and they asked her something about her relationship with Kanye, and she talked about how the reason they're such a good couple is because she understands him in a way no one else does. And that's why their relationship works. And now here we are and she's filing for divorce saying unreconcilable differences. I was just like, that's hilarious. (laughs) And now to be fair, both Kanye and Kim are fucking out of their goddamn minds. They're both crazy. <laughs> Kanye didn't start off crazy. Like he he is a brilliant music he is a brilliant musical artist. Brilliant musical artist. And you see that from when he started all the way till now. But if you follow his music, you can see you can see you can pinpoint exactly when he started to become crazy and the progression of that crazy. Kanye's fucking crazy. Um, and Kim and his marriage to Kim and all that shit didn't help. And she was already crazy and her marriage to him didn't help. 
Um, but I just thought that that was hilarious that all of a sudden a they were getting a divorce and she's the one who filed and did it under unreconcilable differences. That's just fucking hilarious to me. Um, uh, number two, Mortal Kombat 2021 trailer has been running around for the last like week and a half. Um, mm -hmm. I am going to say that it looks good. I am afraid that that is all the good stuff out of the movie. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this thing where they have made an unknown character, the main character in the movie <laughs> has got me nervous. And there's a couple of things that have me nervous. Now the action looks great. The action looks great, especially the fight between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Oh, that shit is Oh, that's, I, I'm on that. I'm with that. I, I, I feel like there's there's a scene where Sub Zero cuts through Scorpion and blood splatters, and he freezes the blood in the air, turns around, stabs Scorpion with the now frozen blood dagger, creates an ice wall, and then throws him through the ice wall. Where was this uh, ten years ago? Where was this uh, ten, fifteen years ago when the first Mortal Kombat came out? Like so better, good, better, better technology for better graphics. Well, yeah, but the choreography is just better. This this isn't just graphics. This is the choreography. Mm, like the okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so you remember in the nineties, um, when it came to when it comes to martial arts, it was essentially like karate, kung fu, taekwondo, jujitsu. Mm -hmm. Now, you know that those were the mainstreams in in the U.S. Now you've got you know all all the other good, you know you know good arts like you know Krav Maga, Filipino martial arts, all that kind of good stuff. They've got that stuff now. That's now main you know mainstream ish, and uh, you know of course you want to with, with more with more of that knowledge, you want the choreography to be better because. You know, people are going to be like, what the hell is this fucking shit? Like he like, like so like, you know, you know, we we both like Kung Fu movies, right? Mm -hmm. Martial arts movies like if you like going back to. Oh, God, which one was it? Uh, the Indiana Jones movie where he just shoots the guy who's waving the sword around. That was ad libbed because Harrison Ford was supposed to do this complicated, like disarming the guy with the whip technique. Mm hmm. And he forgot what it was, so he just ad-libbed on the spot, pulled his gun out, and shot the guy. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I I understand, <laughs> right? But like, if you if you look at fight scenes from from movies like that from back then, they're really like clunky, not not good. And then you get to a movie like Born Identity, where they're using like Eskrima techniques and, and it looks like it gets incrementally better until we get to where we are now. And, you know, fight scenes look like fight scenes should be like, uh, what was it? A couple days ago, I, I rewatched enter the dragon cause it was on Netflix and, uh, just watching it. It made me think back to, uh, uh, one time when my dad had commented, like I was watching something, he was like, you know, they don't really line up like that in a, in a real fight, right? And I was like, yeah. 
and just you know i'm i'm excited about it as well so that, that's i guess a long a long way of of saying i'm i'm excited for it too yeah <laughs> um Let's see. Uh, the other thing in the trailer, though, that's got me nervous about it is not only that Cole Young is a brand new character, apparently, that they're introducing as kind of the main character. Um, and there is a theory that Cole Young is actually Chameleon from the MK, I think the MK2 series, the secret character. So there's a theory going around right now that he's actually Chameleon. Um but the other thing that has me nervous is that they're talking about they talk about the tournament right um, in the trailer, and they talk about how he mm-hmm. has a birthmark, which is his invitation yeah. to the tournament. And I'm like, what? Yeah, saw that. Why? First off, if you're gonna change how you get invited to the tournament, why would you make it some birthmark from birth? That's weird. <laughs> that is the weirdest way you could do that. That makes no yeah, sense. I saw that too. Um, so eh, I love the way that they. Um, I also like how they uh, explain Jax's mechanical arms because he ran. Yeah, I, was, in... I was wanting to ask that. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Is like, is that how it actually happened? Is that Sub Zero froze his arms off, or uh, I think that is actually how it happened in Mortal Kombat Two. There is a, uh, I think in Mortal Kombat 2, there is a fatality that Sub-Zero has, I think Sub-Zero has it, where he can rip, where he rips his opponent's arms off. And it was said that he ripped Jax's arms off. So I do like, I, I like that little tidbit. I have to go back and check. It's been a long, long time since I've read up on Mortal Kombat lore. And with the new Mortal Kombat 11 canon story, rewinding time and retconning everything who the fuck knows now mm. he might have never even <laughs> met sub-zero who even fucking knows um but yeah i do believe it was some uh encounter it might have been shao khan who did it by all accounts as well uh, but like i said I, I don't remember but yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I still think it was cool the way that they actually did it in the trailer by freezing his arms and then breaking them off the way they have sub-zero uh-huh. using his freeze powers it just looks amazing like they did a really good job thinking outside the box for how he could use his freeze powers especially in the modern age with guns and stuff because he just grabs mm. Jax's gun and Jax fires at point blank range and the bullets just freeze in the air that's, that's <laughs> really this it looks so good I hope I hope we just didn't watch all the best parts of the movie um, and I hope we don't have the issue of it being like a Godzilla movie where while we're in the action, it's great, but the moment we go back to the human interactions, we're like, ah, oh, fuck. Now we have to wait five <laughs> minutes for it to get interesting again. Um, so, so I really hope it doesn't suffer from that. But yeah, I, I am excited, but I do have some nervous hesitation. Um, so yeah, that that's looking pretty good. Uh, I also wanted to make a uh, correction from the previous podcast, because I was talking about quantum mechanics. Uh-oh. Um, when I was talking about quantum mechanics being like, uh, basically micro machinery inside like, uh, inside like, uh, PC chips and things like that, the micro circuitry, Uh that is not what quantum mechanics is, 
but it does link very securely to that. What I was I was saying quantum mechanics, but what I was explaining was quantum computing and quantum technology. That's what I was explaining. Mm. Um, but whenever yeah. you read into either or, it always goes back to the other one. You read up on quantum mechanics, it brings up quantum computing and quantum technology. You read up on quantum technology or quantum computer, the, uh, quantum computing, they bring up quantum mechanics. They're almost interchangeable. But actual quantum mechanics is just the explanation of the smallest particles in existence. Atoms, molecules, that kind right. of thing. That's what actual quantum quarks. mechanics is. Yeah, quarks. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to make that correction because I, after the podcast, I was like, wait, was I right about that? Why do I feel like I might've been wrong about that? Let me, let, let, let me go back and read through my quantum mechanics. And, oh, okay. I was wrong. I need to, I need to fix that. Um, the Guilty Gear Strive beta happened. Uh, I want to say, was it? Yeah. Last week, last week, the Guilty Gear Strive beta happened, jumped into that. It's fucking Dude, it is literally if it, if Guilty Gear Strive was a woman that I met just <laughs> randomly out in the world, it is almost nearly physically perfect. Like this is a nine. Guilty Gear Strive is a nine on the one to ten scale, and the only reason it's a nine instead of a ten is because the lobby is not as good as it should be. If the lobby, yeah, I remember you saying something about that. Yeah, if the lobby, it, and it's not like the lobby is terrible. It is a very neg. It, it, honestly, it is a. It is a. Uh, it does what it's supposed to do. It's just a little cluttered, and it, it, it's it is the worst thing about the game, the lobby. But it doesn't mean that the lobby is garbage or trash. It's just not as good as previous titles' lobbies, which is why everybody's been harping on it. It's like, you had really good lobbies before. Why do you have this bad lobby now? And we've been telling you it was a bad lobby since your first uh, invitation, invited uh, open beta, which I also was able to play. But we have told you already before that this was a problem. Why is it still this way? But mm. honestly... The lobby can literally, you don't even have to go into the lobby actually, which is why it's honestly more of a nitpick because you can go to quick match and the quick match never puts you in the lobby. It just gets you matches and matching up. I think I never had to wait more than like a minute, minute and a half. That's still quite a while in all honesty to wait for a match. But when you think about like Dragon Ball fighters, where I could literally be sitting for 30 to 45 minutes waiting for, to get connected to a match, and then the match is trash because of the stupid delayed netcode. So a minute and a half wait that I did, I waited at most a minute and a half, maybe two minutes, and then I was in a match. And the, uh, the rollback netcode is fantastic. I never felt like I was fighting the internet in order to have my fight. Everything was responsive. If I pressed a button, I got the button I wanted. There was only one time when there was a point where uh, a character went to do a throw and it looked like they missed, and then the throw went through anyway. And that was one time. Mm. And I played as much as I could at that point in time. Like I, I had to have played like 10, 15, maybe 20 matches. Not as much as I wanted to because I lost a day, but I got time in. Um, but yeah, that 
Guilty Gear Strive is going to be great. Uh, that's going to is supposedly releasing on the 9th, which is what it says on the website. So that'll be a Friday for us. So I have stated that I'm just going to be doing that all weekend. So not going to I'm not I'm not going to have time for the podcast. You can still do a podcast, but you're going to have to find someone else to co-host with you because I'm just going to be doing that. <laughs> unless you want me to get on the podcast and ignore most of what's going on while I'm playing because I'm just going to be playing. Um, I played Zato one. Um, he's the puppet master character in the roster, meaning that he actually is two characters in one that you're controlling. Um, I've never been able to use him properly in any other game. This game, he felt good right off the bat. I won four out of every five of my matches, just hands down. Just he is so oppressive when he when get him into a position he literally just boxes the opponent down and keeps them from being able to do anything period i saw a uh i saw a youtube video by someone else who was also in a uh, who, by a content creator who was also in the beta and he was he played against the zato and he just shows a clip of zato doing all of his stuff and the content creator is just like i can't do anything <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I'm I'm playing Izato, and I'm like, this character is so so oppressive when he and all the characters have things that allow them to be really oppressive. Don't get me wrong; it's not just Zato. Like Soul Bad Guy. Like okay, so I don't know the, those of you who don't know anything about uh, Guilty Gear Strive. There's a character named Potemkin. He is the grappler. He he is the grappler. He will grab you, and he'll do like half your fucking health in damage with a grab, right? The best mm -hmm. grappler in the game is another character called Soul Bad Guy. And the reason he's the best character in the game, the best grappler in the game, is because he can just run into your face and grab your ass. Whereas <laughs> But Saul has... See, the reason Potemkin is the grappler is because he has no mobility. He can't air dash. He can't <laughs> really dash. He's very slow. So take, uh, take the fear of this huge, slow character getting anywhere near you to grab you and do massive amounts of damage and put all of that fear into this much smaller really fast motherfucker who can just jump in your face <laughs> on a whim and grab you and throw you. <laughs> mm. And that's that's Saul now. Saul is a grappler now. <laughs> and his command grab does a lot of damage. It doesn't do as much damage as the dedicated grappler. Like, Potemkin can literally off of a grab take half of a character's health bar. Soul off of a grab does like 25%. It's a lot of damage for a command grab. And guess what? He has all the tools to get in on you and grab you whenever he wants to. So he arguably does way more damage. <laughs> um, but yeah, the beta was great. All the characters that I tried out feel really good. Uh, another one of the characters that I really liked is Milia. She's a character, I believe when I played my first Guilty Gear game, Chip was the first character I picked and I got, and I liked him a lot. And then Milia was the second character that I picked and I liked her a lot. And in this game, she has literally one move in her kit that's oppressive and it's so oppressive, she's ridiculous. 
ridiculous. It's a disc that spins at just the right height and has just enough width that if you can't really jump over it, and if you if she does it on top of you after a knockdown, you're just locked in. And then she just left right, she just left right crosses you up constantly. She is such a fucking monster. Um, Ramlethal, which is another character that came out in uh, Guilty Gear, Sign, and Exard, who I really like. She carries three giant, two, not three, she carries two giant samurai swords. They gave her the best buttons in the game. She's a hmm. mid to close range character, and they gave her the best buttons in the game. She, her buttons beat everyone else's so far that I've seen. I haven't seen a single button that she doesn't beat. She just beats buttons. Hmm. Like she, they turned her into almost a mash character. Just mash buttons, you'll win. Stay at a certain distance from your opponent. Mash the buttons, you will win. She, she has, <laughs> like, and she has like a, um, she has almost a TOD combo off of one of her hits. It's, it's like the game already like. The game is just great. The characters look good. The backgrounds look good. The special moves look... All the moves and abilities and attacks look good. Uh, the music is fantastic. The uh, stage transitions are great. Like, this game is damn near perfect. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. All I hope is that they keep working on the rollback netcode and the lobby system so matches can so that you can get into matches quick and easy and the rollback is more stable because on the worst rollback connections, sometimes it will just disconnect. But it is honestly better for the game to go, no, this connection is too finicky. We're not even going to try. Rather than in the middle of a match, it disconnect. And especially if you're winning. Nothing feels worse than to be winning a match and then it just get disconnected because the connection sucks. Mm. Yeah. So, Guilty Care Strive open beta, another slam dunk for Arxis System Works. Uh, pr- it is going to be the best fighting game of this year, and probably the best fighting game until something comes out that beats it. Um, because it is just so accessible as far as the aesthetic, as far as uh, the new system they've implemented. And the fact that the net code is so good. Because you have Mortal Kombat 11, who has solid net code. You have Killer Instinct that has solid net code. But for some reason, they just don't have the inviting aesthetic that Guilty Gear has. And the rock motif, because it's very rock-oriented, is just it's going to pull people in. So this is going to be the fighting game to imitate and beat. Um, and Arxis still has the Dungeon Fighter fighting game that is going to be coming that is coming out with soon that sometime. Um, and whatever problems Strive has, if they're able to improve upon those and still keep what Strive has done, that Dungeon Fighter one is going to be the only thing that beats out Strive. And those are going to be the two top fucking fighting games. Period. Until someone does something better, so we'll have to see what Riot comes up with because they're coming out with their fighting game. We'll have to see how that goes, and it's probably going to have rollback netcode too. They're not going to spare any expense on making sure that that netcode is solid because it's Riot. Um, <clears throat> and if they roll it out as a free-to-play fighting game, 
I don't know if even Guilty Gear Strive will be able to survive that. (laughs) Because Guilty Gear Strive is still going to be a full-price $60 game. If Riot comes out with a solid netcode, really fun, really easy to get into, but hard-to-master fighting game, and it's free to play with costumes and stuff, nothing, nothing can fight that. Nothing can fight that except for another one like it. Nothing can fight that. Mm. I even told Guilty Gear Strive because they do surveys after their betas. I was like, you guys need to put costumes mm-hmm. in the game. Monetize them. Make costumes for all the characters. De- like de- Designs you didn't use in the actual game. Make them costumes. Uh, give, uh, give us skins for the weapons so the weapons can look different and we can customize our characters. Do that and just make us pay for them. We'll pay five bucks. We'll pay three bucks. Right? We'll pay three bucks. We'll pay five bucks. We'll pay ten bucks. We don't care because you've already made a solid quality game. We'll pay the money. Do that shit. Make more money. I told them that in the survey. We'll see if they get around to doing it. Um, well, there you, there you have it. Uh, developer Gerald has spoken. If you, if you want to make stupid money, better listen to him. Dude, I, I think video games is the only industry, the only medium that I can see where the, uh, where the uh, phrase don't sample your own product is the worst way to go about it. If <laughs> video games, sample your own product. Be, be the junkie because only by being a junkie can you actually develop a, develop a good quality video game for your audience you have to love it as much as the person playing it you have to you have to play your own game you have to throw yourself into it you have to be there that's the only way you can make it better for everyone involved um indeed like just you know Cut that video game up into some lines, snort it right into your brain. Just do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, guilt. So great beta. I wish it had been longer. Um, uh, I can't wait for the game to release on the ninth. Uh, anyone who this sounds interesting to. I do not feel like your money will be wasted if you like video games and you're interested in fighting games or you play fighting games. I cannot see how you could waste your money on this game. Buy this game when it comes out. It is going to be quality. It's going to be far more. It's going to be worth far more than the money you pay for it. It really is. Um, Oh, I will say, I will say this about the beta. Their training mode was bad. That was actually really bad, and I told them about that in the survey as well. A lot of people have been talking about how the training mode was bad, so hopefully they'll fix it. They're, uh, I mean, not the training mode, the tutorial. The tutorial is bad. The training mode is as good as the training mode, I think, has always been good in uh, Guilty Gear since Exard and Sign. Um, what I want them to do is to, and I told them this too, take a look at Killer Instinct's training mode when it first starts walking you through what are the best buttons for a character that's what i want out of this training mode that's how you get new players into 
these fighting games is you show them exactly what's good with the character. You let them see exactly what situations is good because that gives them a solid foundation to work off of because the most frustrating thing in any fighting game is coming into it not knowing anything and then you get your face kicked in but you don't understand why. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the most frustrating thing. That's what really bounces people off of fighting games. And a lot of people say the thing that bounces people off of fighting games is because you're the one responsible. You know, you can't blame it on your teammates. You can't blame it on anyone but yourself. It's self-responsibility. And they're not wrong. But the biggest thing is when you lose, but you can't understand why. Because when you understand why you lose, you can fix that. You can make a countermeasure, and then you don't lose to that anymore. And then when you lose, you don't feel like you were cheated because you don't understand the rules. You're just like, oh, they made a better decision to me. That's why I lost. I need to work on that. Next time, I'll beat that person. You have a guaranteed permanent fighting game player at that point. Teach, teach. Your game should be fun to play, and your game should also teach you should also teach players how to play your game. So I told, I told them, get that fucking training mode on point. Show people what their best buttons are. Show them what their matchups are. And you don't have to go elaborately into it. You don't have to go into the pro area. You just want to give them that, that solid foundation. Like, you might want to think about this when you're fighting Ramlethal. You might want to think about this when you're fighting Kaikisuke. You might want to think about this when you're fighting Potemkin. Since this character likes to do this a lot, you have this button that is really good against that. Right? Give them the solid foundation, Mm -hmm. and then they can go off and they can be like, okay, I want to see if I can do this, 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 and this, though. And then they can do their own experimentations after that. Easy to get into, hard to master. And it's a fine line, but that's what you're that's what every fighting game is is aiming for. Easy to get into, hard to master. That's what you're looking for. So um, right. so next point of origin is I've only watched one episode of WandaVision. And I'm thinking we actually should sit down like uh like Evan told us Evan. to um yeah. and actually watch this show. Um, I don't think we should do it episode by episode. I think we should just watch the 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 whole thing and then you know write our notes and do a summary of it. But it seems to be introducing Monica Rambeau, who is mm. a Captain Marvel, and who is the Captain Marvel everybody was raving that should have been in the Captain Marvel movie. It looks like they're introducing her into the MCU through the WandaVision TV series. Um, interesting. So I I'm gonna have to sit down and watch it and see where that goes. I think it's it's and it seems to be more than one than more than just one cameo. She seems to be like like the last three episodes of the series so far seems to have had her in them. So we'll see how that goes. But that's a really interesting thing, and I want to see where they go with it. Um. Oh, we were talking about how the climate change because of the random snowstorm in Texas and how everywhere else that should be cold has been kind of warm, especially up here close to the Canadian border. Um, We usually Mm. get snow and snowstorms, and we usually have temperatures down in the negatives. We've Mm -hmm. barely had any snow that has stayed on the ground. 
It has literally gotten warm enough that it's all melted. It's just wet and muddy outside now. And this is our winter. This is our winter where they get shut down for days at a time because we just had five feet of snow drop. And the roads are just ice. There's no tar anymore. It's just all ice. Like, this is the time of year when our power lines get so much ice on them, they fall off in, like, sheets. <laughs> like, and we've had, like, I think, what, for the last couple of days, it's been, like, 40 to 50 degrees. Woo! Heat wave. Yeah. So it's like, and and we did have a week where we were in the negatives, but we had no, we only, we had no snow that stuck. Like we we got all the way down to like I think the highest we saw was like almost negative, I think negative twenty seven. We all we got almost to negative thirty, and that was almost an entire week. It was the longest plunge we'd ever had, right? And then. And then the next week, we're back in the 30s and the 40s and hitting close to 50. All the snow has melted. It has literally been the lightest winter I have ever seen up here. It's nuts. Um, and if we go into summer like this and then everything just warms up, oh, some, that, something's up. And apparently the something up might be that the magnetic poles are reversing. Apparently, scientists have found evidence that the magnetic poles have reversed before, which caused cataclysmic weather changes. And it seems that the magnetic poles are, once again, slowly rotating um, and might be reversing themselves. Uh, so that is apparently a thing that might be happening like right now. Uh, so I just wanted to bring that up for we're interested in that. There are plenty of articles on it right now. I, I do uh, encourage go and read those articles. Um, they are interesting. They're fairly short. Um, we talked about how Magic the Gathering has partnered up with Warhammer 40k and also with uh, Tol the Tolkien franchise for Middle Earth. Well... They're coming out with a new block soon called Strixhaven, Schools of Magic. What mm. do you think that's about? Spells, spells, spells. Everywhere there's spells. But what do you think it's like? It is Strixhaven, School oh, Harry Potter. It is so Harry Potter, man. It is so Harry Potter. <laughs> it is hard Harry Potter. There are five. But, go ahead. Is it, I was going to say, is it four it's schools? Five. Cause, well, it, five. Hmm. Um, <sighs> it honestly just reminds me of another version of uh, the Guilds of Ravnica. And a lot of the color combinations are exactly the same. Mm. It just it really reminds me of Guilds of Ravnica, but I saw it and I was like, oh, they're going Harry Potter. And uh, mm. so the schools are Lorehold, which is red and white. They're like the archaeologists, so I assume they're going to be specializing in like artifacts and stuff. You have the Primari, which are blue and red, and they're exactly the same. Even their mission statement is exactly the same as the blue and red guild uh, in uh, in the guilds of Ravnica. Like it, 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 ex exploration and expression, it's exactly the same. Um, they have Quandrix, which is green blue. Which sounds like if you married feng shui with a math if a mathematician was really into feng shui, that's what it sounds like. 
Mm. Um, and the fact that they're going green blue like this, green and blue are my favorite colors. And they're also my favorite co- color combination mm. in Magic the Gathering. Because what do you do? Because what do you do against someone when they drop a nine nine trample hexproof monster? And then when you try to get rid of that, they go, I didn't say you could play that spell. <laughs> like marrying blue and green and actually doing it so it's very synergistic is literally the strongest color combination in the game. Yeah, see, I was going to say a 9-9 trample, that's probably a green card. And then I didn't say you could play that spell as a, as a blue, so what, like you, you have them throw it back into their library. Or you just cancel it and they have to discard it altogether and they no longer have it. <laughs> like, that was blue's MO for the longest time. Blue was, I didn't tell you you could play that. <laughs> <laughs> and green was just like, I'm just going to punch you in the face real hard over and over again (laughs) (laughs) all the face punching it like quandrix sorry sorry, real quick quandrix is literally professor Mm. hulk literally Mm. professor hulk Mm. or banner hulk which people might more know him as banner hulk basically but go ahead so uh so you you saying green is just punch you in the face, and that that made me think of a of a meme that I had saved. Um, and the angel saith unto him, "Quit hitting yourself! Quit hitting yourself!" <laughs> but he couldn't, for the angel was hitting him with his own hand. <laughs> Quit hitting yourself! You won't let me. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> Um, so, so yep, MTG Strixhaven Schools of Magic will be the next block to roll out. Um, also, GTA 5 may be banned. Oh, yeah, I saw that. This yeah, again. um, a Marcus Evans Jr., a Chicago member of the House of Representatives, has filed HB 3531. HB 3531 states that uh, or basically what it does is it would ban the sale of games that featured psychological trauma or carjacking not uh carjacking uh for minors but not just for minors but adults as well so basically banning the sale of any game that depicts psychological trauma or a carjacking the bill would also change what the definition of a violent video game is to any uh, to any game that encourages and perpetuates human-on-human violence in which a player harms or causes psychological trauma to another in the game. <clears throat> Helping in this is Early Walker, founder of Safe Pump and owner of W&O Towing and the Kate's Detective and Security Agencies, which normally deal in carjackings. Uh, this has now... Marcus Evans is saying that he's doing this because these are things that plague the community. He is a black man, so he's talking about the black community. Um, uh-huh. And I'm sitting here like, it is once again another politician who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about and hasn't actually <laughs> looked and hasn't actually taken the time to understand what he's actually doing. So it, 
and the big thing is that it changes the definition of what a violent video game is. And he's not just trying to get it banned from minors. He's trying. He's not trying to restrict, or he's not trying to fuck with the uh, the ESRB, right? He's not trying to get violent games mm-hmm. not being sold to minors by having a higher ESRB or a higher like uh, maturity or violence rating. He's trying to ban uh-huh. games that have these things in them and he's trying to change the definition of violent games to anything that has human on human violence or causes psychological trauma this is a slippery slope because if he is allowed to do Uh this first off that's every game that's just about every game there there are very very few genres or very few games period that don't have some kind of uh, violence. And he does specify human on human, but it won't stop there because it also says imposes psychological trauma. So if anyone thinks they have been psychologically traumatized by a video game, it can be banned. Not only that, but you can easily apply this law to movies. You can apply it to art. You can apply it to music. You can even apply it to the porn industry. So if this gets through, first off, video games are not the only ones who are going to take the hit. The next thing is they're going to start going into music, especially because they've been complaining about music for a long time. So the music industry is absolutely going to be next. They're already toning down movies. So like that Mortal Kombat movie that we're excited about, that's not going to get ever made uh-huh. again. Um. <clears throat> Artwork that depicts any kind of violent trauma, psychological trauma, or carjacking, or anything that this comes under, as it is amended to include more things, art's gonna get it too. They are going to basically. It's almost going back to the uh, what was it back in the eighties and seventies? Uh, the um, the censorship. It's almost going back to like the real hardcore censorship we used to have back then. Is another another politician going? This sounds like a good idea, but I don't need to go any deeper into the ramifications of what it's going to do. I just need to get it passed. Getting mm-hmm. real fucking tired of politicians like that that have mm-hmm. that have the insight of a toddler or a soccer mom. <laughs> Like uh, moms demand, yeah, or moms against, yeah. I, 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 like, literally, it's the insight that Cartman's mom, that uh, Kyle's mom had in the uh, South Park movie because of the Terrence and Philip <laughs> thing. That's the kind of insight they don't think about how, the ramifications of what they're doing. And he's a politician; he should understand at least a little bit about how law works and how this could be used in very nefarious ways. Nope. You would think so, but... You would think that a House of a Representative would have enough of a brain to actually scrutinize... Like, for him to go, this is what I want to do. Let me scrutinize this for any way it could be used for nefarious means. But nope, he's just like, this is what I want to do, and thus it should happen. (sighs) Well, okay, so so there's a... I want to say it was a, a U.S. House of Representative that thought if you put too many people on one side of the Philippine island, 
it would flip over. People are dumb. <laughs> and there, uh, there's another either member of Congress or, re- or House of Representative that thinks the Constitution is 400 years old. <laughs> but why wouldn't it be, though, man? Why, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Because our country isn't 400 well, years old. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be really old, though, right? Like, really old. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's going on. Don't, don't don't get me started on that. That'll that'll be a <clears throat> that'll be a whole other episode. Yeah. If you get me started on that. Channel. So just as a FYI for everybody, that is happening right now in Chicago. Uh, stop this man. He doesn't know what he's doing. Don't let him do stupid stuff. Because oh, also another medium that this could affect books as well i forgot about literature literature oh there's um i I just uh scott adams uh was saying and i think i saw it too amazon is going to start banning books for um you know whatever reason there you go yeah so it's and uh, and two different people had had posed the same question on facebook uh name one time in history that banning books and speech was ever done by people on the good mm-hmm. side. And that's the, see, that's also, that's always the biggest, that's always, always the biggest issue, right? Where it's like, but these things, but think about the kids. It's like, no, it, what you are doing is <laughs> you are what you are doing is you're taking responsibility away from the people who are supposed to be guiding those children like their parents and you're taking responsibility away from the people who should know better like adults that's what you're doing there is no evidence that video games promote violence in uh human beings any more than anything else there has never been a time when banning a form of media has ever been appropriate or positive. Um, and there has never been a time when, like, this isn't, we're not talking about, like, a Bible that, like, it, like, even if there was a book, like, if there was a Nazi book on the market right now, that taught you how to be a Nazi, taught you how to hate and be sexist and racist and prejudiced. You know whose fault it is if that book falls into the hands of a child who then becomes that way? The parents who don't take stock of what their kids are reading or what their kids are doing. You know whose fault it is if an adult reads that book and becomes a Nazi? That adult, because they should know better and they should know that racism prejudice and sexism have no place in an actual decent well-running society those things only hinder humanity so for you to go and and it's ne- whenever we get to this ban this ban that thing it's never it is mm-hmm. never done with an even fist it is i don't like that off of a first glance without knowing anything about it so it needs to be gotten rid of well, this kid did this, and they might have gotten the idea from this because they were a heavy reader, watcher, or proponent of this. 
So it must have been that because the kid wouldn't have done it otherwise. Like, no, this kid obviously had a violent, a violent tendency. All that did was give him an idea for an outlet. He was going to find an outlet no matter what. So mm. it is never, it has never been in the best interest for something like this, in the best interest of human being, humanity as a whole, for something like this to ever be done. And yet we keep coming back to, well, he had a, well, he stabbed the dude with a fork, so it must be the fork's part. Get rid of the fork, no more stabbings with forks. Well, <laughs> duh, but that's not the root of the problem. The fork was that whispering in his ear telling him he needed to peel off that dude's skin. That was him. He just used the fork to do it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, well, there's uh, this might draw ire, but <clears throat> I don't care. Uh, there was, I want to say it was like a bumper sticker kind of thing or something. It's like uh, guns kill people, just like spoons make Rosie yeah. of fat. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, it's not a new thing, because if you remember when the Columbine shooting happened, they, you know, the politicians blamed video games, they blamed Romstein, they blamed, you know, everything but, you know, the actual issue that the kids were fucked yeah, up. It's like, no, the problem is human beings. And I'm not going to act like uh, even when it comes to guns where they're like, we want to restrict access to certain guns to at least make it harder for these people to do these things. Dude, I absolutely understand. I, I get that part of the argument. But to ban guns in their entirety, period, is bullshit. Because you leave your population defenseless. Because the people doing these things are going to find a way to get their hands on a gun. And if they can't find their ways to get their hands on the gun, they'll find another way to do mass damage. Bombs have already been used. Mm -hmm. And bombs are the easiest thing in the world to get ingredients for and just look up the recipe. You can look up the recipe online. And... This is the thought process. This is a very good analogy for the thought process of people who do this kind of thing. They go, someone blew up this football stadium. 550 people died. We need to do something about people being able to get their hands on bombs. How are they getting... Okay, so we're banning all bombs. We're banning grenades. We're banning any form of bomb whatsoever, even if it is like uh, construction explosives. Because construction workers will use explosives to tear down buildings and stuff. You can't do that anymore. All explosives are banned. Well, they're still using bombs to blow stuff up. Well, uh, uh, where are they getting the recipe from? The internet? The internet is banned. Because we can't regulate it, so ban the internet. No more, you can't get the recipes anymore. Um, well, people know the recipes, so they're still building bombs. Okay, so we got to take away their ability to make bombs. What are the things that allow you to make bombs? Okay, um, all of those products are banned. And a lot of those products are like cleaning agents and things like that. So all those products are now banned from the country. And that's all, It just it just goes down that line of just banning and banning and banning and then it goes okay there's no ingredients to make bombs all the recipes are gone and you've done all this other damage to society while you're doing this and then all of a sudden you hear uh -huh. oh 
well, someone poisoned an entire high school cafeteria. They put some kind of poison in one of the fucking things in the lunchroom, and the lunch ladies in the morning served it and killed like 100 kids. What do we do about that? I mean, it wasn't a bomb. It's like, okay, now we... (laughs) That's the... That's the slippery slope argument yeah, you're making. It's, it's like first they first they ban guns. Well, you know, you know what? Uh, like two of the most popular ways of killing people in the UK is trucks and knives. So you're gonna ban, and they're they actually like you you can't buy a knife unless you're like knives unless you're a chef, you know. And then you know, like uh, oh, what's it, what was his fucking name? Uh, the guy that blew up the the federal building in Oklahoma, I can't think of his name. He used a U-Haul. You gonna ban U-Hauls too? Uh, the the Sernayev kids who did the uh, the Boston Marathon bombing, they used pressure cookers. You gonna ban pressure cookers? Are you gonna ban? No. What they're gonna do is they're and let me adjust my uh, aluminum foil hat. They're gonna ban free thought because if you. If you don't think freely, how are you going to think, hey, maybe I need to blow blow this, you know, studio yeah. up or maybe I need to poison, you know, all these kids at in high school, you know, my high school class that, that pick on me and tease me and shit. Dude, they already want to put microchips in people. It, <laughs> and it's the problem of people are more than willing to give up their freedoms to feel safe. The problem is you will never be safe. You will never be a hundred percent safe. The only way, the only way you can make yourselves a hundred percent safe is to turn us into a dystopian society where people don't interact with each other. Everyone stays in their own little cell. Everyone is chipped so you know where they are at all times. There is no economy because everyone is given exactly what they need to live and nothing more. You got to get rid of competition because competition can breed feelings of resentment and anger and has led to violence before. So sports, gone. Movies, gone. Uh, anything that fosters any kind of competition would have to go. Um, you, you turn us into nothing to get that 100% safety. And, that, and, why, and, and, I, and you don't get families either. You don't get mothers and fathers, daughters, sisters, brothers, because the moment a child is born, they get put into a cell and they're grown by themselves on their own because you you can't do that because at any point in time, a spouse could flip out and kill you. At any point in time, your kid could flip out and kill you. At any point in time, you could flip out and kill your kid. It's happened. The only way to get 100% safety is to turn humanity into nothing. Well, they're they're sure hell bent on trying that. You, you remember you remember last year, two weeks to flatten the curve. Now you don't no. have a face. Like uh, as a as a fighting game term, everyone wants a fifty fifty matchup, but that is not the paradise you want. The paradise you want is like sixty forty. You just want a good chance that if trouble happens, hmm. you have a very good uh, ability to get the fuck out of that trouble. But humans are, we're not superhumans. If a human gets taken by surprise, they're dead. That's just the way that is. I've, I think I've said this before, but humans are wizards. We can, if we're prepared for something, 
fuck it, we got this. You can't fuck with a human that's prepared for this specific event. Unaccounted for shit cannot be prepared for, and you rarely have the defenses to deal with it. You get caught by surprise, you die. Welcome to being a person. Mm. You have to accept that life, just by being alive, you are inherently in danger, and you have to come to terms with that, and you have to accept it. It's the only way humanity can uh-huh. grow. We will never be 100% safe. We're just but, trying but, to get to like 70%. But, but Gerald, I'm, I'm afraid. I, I need the government to think for me. Well, you got more problems than just that, then. Like, your, your, your problems, like, I'm sorry, but if, if that's literally how a person thinks, you have much bigger problems than the ones that are actually being pointed out. Um, but yeah, so, I, I, it's always something, man. It's always something. Someone's always doing something, something stupid. There's always somebody to do something stupid. Um, so that happened. Uh, California Judge John Mendoza has ruled in favor of net neutrality law enforcement. ISPs, or Internet Service Providers, have filed an injunction to overturn it, but it was denied. ISP providers say that that uh, there is no need for the law since they haven't been throttling or blocking Internet traffic. Then they filed a lawsuit against California to get the law overturned. And I immediately went, wait a minute, if there's no need for the law because you weren't doing anything in the first place. Why are you fighting the law so much? Even if the law gets enacted, nothing changes, right? Because you're not doing anything. So why are you trying so hard to get the law overturned? Mm. That's like, they're literally screaming, but we're not doing anything right now. It's like, yeah. It, it, dude, it is literally like a prenuptial agreement. It's like, hey, need you to sign this prenup before we get married. But why? We don't need to do it. We're going to be together for the rest of our lives. Like, well, I know, but people change as they grow. We don't know how this thing is going to go. I love you. I want to stay with you. But we don't know how either of us is going to think in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years from now. And if we do get separated, this is for my safety and this is for your safety. If we're going to be together forever, this means nothing. So I need you to sign this prenuptial agreement. Mm. But I'm not, but, but we're going to be, I'm not doing anything right now though. Like I know, but you need to sign this just for both of our sake, but I'm not doing They're literally screaming, but we're not doing anything wrong right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they do not want to sign that prenuptial agreement, man. They, do, they just don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mendoza, uh, actually, th- and it, this seems like someone who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. Like, this seems like someone who is in a position to make decisions, who actually takes the time to know what he's talking about. And he said this, I have heard that argument, and I don't find it persuasive. According to the Hollywood Reporter, it's going to fall on deaf ears. Everyone has been on their best behavior since 2018, waiting for whatever happened in the D.C. Circuit court case over the FCC's repeal of net neutrality. I don't place weight on the argument that everything is fine and we don't need to worry. Yeah, it's literally a prenup. Dude, it's a straight one-to-one situation of a prenuptial agreement. 
all the ISPs have been on their best behavior <laughs> because depending on how that court case goes in the FCC, um, they can't they, if they were to start throttling and blocking stuff like they want to and don't get it twisted. They want to do it, but they don't want to get those laws passed because they know that people are ready to pass those laws. And then California just passes it it's like, no, net neutrality. And they are doing everything they can to get that overturned. They're doing everything they can to get it thrown out. And it's like, and then, and then, yet they're yelling, but we're not doing anything wrong. It's like, well, then the law that we made to make sure you don't do anything wrong, like if, oh, I don't know, management changes, make sure that you can never do anything wrong. That's it. If you're not doing anything bad right now, it doesn't change anything. But we're not doing anything wrong right now. And every time you hear them go, but we're not doing anything wrong right now, you just go, yeah. But the, the, the most important part of what you keep saying is right now. <laughs> so yeah like california making a decision that makes sense whoever would have thought <laughs> right uh, internet service providers oh and the fact that internet service providers absolutely do throttle they, they're not blocking stuff yet, but they absolutely throttle. Hell, they throttle up here where I live. If you're if you're using the internet heavily, like late at night, like, or if you're just using it late at night, sometimes our internet will get throttled. They absolutely do it. Yet they want to sit there and be like, but we're not doing it now. Yeah, and this is just to make sure you don't do it later. But we're not doing it now. We're being good. Dude, it's like a two-year-old looking at a jar of cookies and you put it up on the top of the refrigerator where they can't get it. And they're like, you don't need to do that. I'm not going to take one. It's like, yeah, well, I'm going to put it up here and that'll make sure. But you don't need to because I'm, I'm not going to take one. Well, then what does it matter if I put it on top of the refrigerator, mm. child? <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. So good. Oh. Um, also, Diablo 3, new patch 2.7.0 is revamping the follower system. I actually really like this. I got in on the PTR to test this out. Basically, what they've done is they've turned the, uh, they've turned your follower into another character. So now your, your follower has full armor, uh, accessibility so they get heads chest legs uh all the stuff that your character can get they get the only thing they don't seem to get is a canized cube um and they're going to get stuff like um they're going to get uh they're getting their uh abilities changed up and buffed and they're also getting items that you can give them with the emanate quality and what Emanate does is it gives it is an item you can put on them that gives your character a benefit. So there's one specifically which is the uh, which is a pair of shoulders that makes it so that your uh, your teleport back to base can't be interrupted. They buffed it so it gives you so you can't be interrupted. It gives you a shield and you can put it on your follower. So you don't have to use up a slot on your character. And now your character has the ability to use that. 
So that's really cool. Mm. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what other th- items that they give emanate. And I hope it's more than just what they've shown us so far. I am also interested in finding out if followers can use their abilities with sets. Like if you give them, um, like if you give the uh, scoundrel one of the demon hunter sets, and if that will work as a set for the follower. Um, they seem to be, and also since they seem to be making single pl- single player play stronger, um, I am wondering if they are finally going, if they're finally in the works of making Diablo three playable offline, because I don't like the fact that if mm. for some reason, um, the internet goes out in my area, I cannot play my Diablo three. I no longer have my game. I don't like that. If their uh-huh. servers go down uh-huh. or they decide to stop supporting Diablo 3, I still want to be able to play my game that I paid for. So I'm hoping this is within eyeshot of them fixing that. So, but this seems really good. I'm very interested in how this is going to work. They also buffed some of the sets. It looks like the Rathma set from the Necromancer is finally being buffed to be a pet set like it's supposed to be like i looked at my rathma build i went back into the game and i looked at my rathma build it's not even set up for pets and it's supposed that's supposed to be the pet set for necromancers for skeletons all that stuff it's not even set up for it but the new buff looks really good because it says you get a thousand percent damage for every pet you have out on the field at the time and you can have up to 18 pets uh jesus (laughs) and and that's me counting that's me counting the uh spectral mages because there's an item that allows you to summon two with every summon and you can get up to 10 of those you can probably get more if you have if you're able to manage if you're actually able to manage your uh your essence um i've seen more than just 10 um, you have seven skeletons that you get at all times, and then you have your uh, Goliath uh, like meat construct that you get, and there you get one of those. So I'm interested in seeing if we get some other items to increase the amount of pets that uh, the Necromancer can have as Rathma, because it's still only like 18,000% to your damage, but it's all your damage. It's 18,000% to everything's damage, even your pets. So that might be more than enough, because with 18 pets, that's 18,000 damage coming from you. That's 18,000 increased damage coming from you coming and coming from each of your pets. So at that point, you just have to increase their attack speed. And then you just, you know, murder the world. <laughs> so I'm really looking – I'm really uh, – I love summoner and pet sets, so I'm very, very excited for that. Um <clears throat> We also have the final DLC for Total War Warhammer 2. Um, a DLC lore pack is coming. People are hoping it's going to be for the Beastmen, but we don't know much past the fact that it's happening. Uh, a registry in Steam has been changed as someone found it and put that out. So we know it's coming, but we don't know what's in it yet. I am, I'm okay with it being for Beastmen, but there are, I think, four factions that really need it. The Beastmen need it. 
the uh, Chaos needs it. Um, the Norska uh, guys, the Norska pack needs it. And uh, I think the Dwarves need it. I don't care about the Dwarves, but I think they also need it. Um, and I'm thinking specifically of of races or factions that have only like two lords. Like Norska only has two lords. The Beastmen only have three, and Chaos only has three. Everyone else has like four or five. The only other one I can think of who only has like maybe four or less is the Empire. But fuck the Empire. They don't need anything. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and everyone else, as far as I know, has like six lords. Like the high elves have six lords, the uh lizardmen have six lords, the uh uh the uh forest elves now have six lords, uh, because they have uh Durthu, Talson, uh the twins, uh the one chick they just got. Oh, they only have four. Yeah, they only have four, but they just got those four. So forest elves have four. Uh, most factions have four or more, except for Chaos, Beastmen, Norska, and I think the Empire. Um, everyone else has four or more. So getting an extra lord in on Chaos, Beastmen, while fixing them a little bit and trying to get get them more up to par with the other factions would be nice. Um yeah. Um, so looking forward to finding out what that's going to be. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, oh, this one's a good one. Anthem has been officially canceled. <laughs> they were. Yep. Say goodbye. Yep. They were going to uh, do an overhaul of the game to fix all of its problems, uh, buff up all of its stuff. And uh, they came out and said they are not doing that. They have canceled those plans. The only, they will not be doing any further DLC or support for it. Um, the only thing they will be doing is making sure that the servers stay open. That's what they'll be doing. Uh, and that's it. Um, mm. uh, and I just find that fucking hilarious. Because when I saw that game, I was like, that game is going to be trash. The <laughs> moment I saw that game, I was like, oh, that seems like a cool idea. It looks like it can't work the way they are portraying it. That's going to be garbage. Um, <laughs> and what they are doing is they're taking all the resources and teams working on Anthem. And they're putting them towards the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Going back to the tried and trues. All I got, all I can say to EA is, mm. don't fuck it up. You know, like the last Mass Effect you put out, don't fuck it up again. <laughs> but, but then this, this is, is EA, EA we're, we're talking about. about. To be fair, EA has, uh, well, it's Bioware that develops the games. EA is just you know, pushing it. They're just a publisher. publisher. But it is very obvious that EA is the one who fucked up the entirety of the Anthem. Anthem could have been amazing. It is very obvious uh, EA fucked that up. EA fucked that up real hard. 
Um, so, but that news, Anthem is dead, and there will be a new movie coming out called Werewolves Within, which will be an upcoming horror comedy by Josh, uh, directed by Josh Rubin and written by Mission Wolf, Mission Wolf. It will be based on the popular card game of the same name, Werewolves Within. Um, for those of you who don't know what Werewolves Within is, it's kind of a whodunit. Uh, you have a group of characters that the players play as, and one person in the group is a werewolf. The werewolf can kill other characters or turn them into werewolves, and you have to figure out who the werewolf is before you run out of time or everyone is either killed or turned into a werewolf. So they're doing a movie for that. It actually... I am the first person on the on the picket line of like why are all our werewolf movies either bad or comedic? Can I get a good solid horror monster flick with a werewolf as the main creature? But I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. Um, I hope it's good. I hope it's funny. And if it is, uh, I'll be happy. Um, I don't need it to be the best movie of the year. I just want it to be good, solid fun. Like you know. Uh, like quirky horror comedy fun. I just, I, I, I can be okay with that. Um, this also reminds me a lot of, uh, I believe it was, uh, what, it, what is that series of old werewolf movies? Um, what am I thinking of? No, no, werewolf no, no. It was a series of like bad werewolf horror flicks. Like one or two of them were good in the series. The Howling. The Howling. Oh. Remember the Howling series? Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe it's the Howling. Go ahead. I, I actually, um, when we still lived in Jacksonville and I went to whatever the whatever the the uh the movie comic book game store was or movies mm -hmm. video game that store i actually got uh the howling four and god was that a that was that was a horrible um, movie was the howling was four so the one that takes place in the castle uh i, I don't know that it took place in, in a castle but it was called the Howling. oh no four that one's Superman. terrible that one's so, like, horrible the, um, one, the reason I bring up the Howling series is because one of the movies takes place in a castle and it's a group of people and it turns out one of them is a werewolf, which is why I brought it up because it's basically where this movie is werewolves within and the werewolf will pop up, kill a person. And then everybody's like, who's the werewolf? Something is obviously going on here. Something is running around killing everything and they couldn't figure it out. And at the end of the movie, you find out who the werewolf is, and yeah, it's. It, I always, I always liked it. It's not good, but I always liked that one. And it's basically they're going to turn it into like a horror comedy version of that one. It seems like so. I'm very interested in how they do it. Um. Hmm. Now you say the werewolf within. I actually have a card game called Werewolf. And it's like a party game. So, like, you know, one person right. gets the werewolf card. Uh, there's there's a card that, like, the, there's the sheriff card. There's the child card. And the child can see who the werewolf is kind of thing. Is, is um, that what you're I've never about? played the game personally myself. 
so I couldn't tell you when it comes to the rules. I know what the game is, and I've seen the game. All I can tell you is that the premise of it is that one person in the group is the werewolf. The other characters have to figure out who it is. The werewolf has the ability to kill characters, turn other characters into werewolves, and you have to figure out who the werewolf is before either everyone's a werewolf or everyone's dead. Yeah. Yeah, it could could be the same game. Um, But yeah, I unfortunately couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, and last but not least, Wonder Egg Priority. Um, I really wish I could get you on a site where you could see this anime. Um, I watched the second episode because the site I was watching it on couldn't get the first episode to play. Um, but this is like this this anime money was put into and it's really weird it seems very much like it is taking from persona and the people who animate it actually also did animations for persona 5 i don't even know how to describe this Mm. anime it's called wonder egg priority which is what caught my (laughs) attention because everyone seemed to be talking about it and i and the name is so fucking weird so i sat down to watch an episode Dude, I don't even know how to describe this to you. Like, it it <laughs> seems kind of... I don't know if you've seen Mononagatari, but it seems like Mononagatari, and it's got very high-quality animation. Like, you can see the money in this. Like, like you, you know that scene in The Matrix where, you, where they go into the real world and you have the guy sitting at the computer he's looking at the screen and there's all those green numbers going up and down and yeah yeah and uh, yeah. Uh, who, Neo he's like what's that he's like this is the Matrix or what it looks like in code when I look at this anime that's what I see and it's all dollar signs <laughs> like they put <laughs> money into this show man um I'm gonna have to. Uh, I would. Look, you can look it up on YouTube to see some clips of it. But I think there are specific scenes you need to see that would be spoilers in the episode for you to understand what I'm trying to say. Um, but look at look into it. Like I really would like us to uh, watch this one and critique it. It is very much a sort of. Uh, uh, it's like a magical girl theme show. So it is about girls. Wonder so Egg Priority. Wonder Egg? Um, it's about girls, and it's about girls' problems, pretty much. Um, it, and it's not that I'm even sitting here like, man, this is good. I watched that one episode. This is so good. No, I'm like, this is the weirdest shit. This is so weird <laughs> and out there, and I don't know what's going on, but I want to try to find out. Like, I was watching it, and the girls are talking and they're going through like different like emotional phases and things like that. And I'm like, oh, this is this is way too deep for me. This is way too deep for me. Like, I mean, I'm not a puddle, but I probably am about as deep as your knees, right? And it, people like to like to 
people like to find a person who's about up to their waist. That is what is interesting to a person. If you're as deep as my waist, right? Because past the waist, there's no in between. It's either waist or you're drowning. And I feel like I have walked into the deep end of the pool and I don't know how to swim. Um, so we'll see. Maybe that's not, maybe that's just how I feel right now off of this one episode because I have no fucking clue what I'm looking at. And it's the second episode instead of the first episode, which probably would have set up a lot of what's going on in the second episode. So when I get a chance to watch the first episode, I'll let you know. Um, but I'm not saying it looks good, but I feel like it is worth it, our interest, I guess. We're we're either looking at one of the best animes of this year, or we are looking at a train wreck that I am going to love to watch. I think that's what it is. <laughs> well, if it's got if it's got Gerald still, it's got to be or something. But uh, so, and that was pretty much my week. Outside of that, you know, working, eating, sleeping, uh, writing. Yeah, just the norm. Um. Mm. Oh, speaking of, I uh, I did a test run with that story mm-hmm. engine deck I talked about last week, uh, and in in my normal way of how I write, so like you you pull out the cards to make a story prompt. So mine was a misfit tries to escape a harsh island, but uh, has to keep a secret. And I think I got about 200 words into it. And I think it's already gone off the rails. Oh. But we'll see. But, you know, that's that's like my, you know, it's just a prompt. So I'm just writing and not really planning anything. Because, you know, yeah. that, that's how I do. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, so that was uh, informative, yet also deep in that one part where we were talking about the the things and the stuff. So, oh, that's what you want. You want seeds. Okay. So, yeah. um, That'll be the end of part one. So for the uh, one or two listeners that listened to part one of our episodes, thank you. Uh, I think last week we had just the one one person listened. So thank you for that. And uh, we'll go ahead and cut here and uh, come back and start on part two.